الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد Imam Ibn Kathir, who is one of the greatest and most well-known of the commentators of the Qur'an, he mentions regarding one of the verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah itself has many, many virtues. It's considered to be one of, uh, such a surah that anybody who recites it, then nobody should be able to overcome them. That's why what people should do, especially if they fear in their homes or in their lives, in their persons, if they feel that there's some kind of evil influence or evil eye or something like that, then they should keep a constant uh, recitation of Surah Al-Baqarah. Surah Al-Baqarah is the longest surah in the Qur'an, so it's not easy to recite every day. So what you do is just recite 10 verses a day. So every day, take the Surah Al-Baqarah and recite 10 verses each day, and within you know, several days, you'll, you'll eventually finish it. So when you finish it, You've done Surah Al-Baqarah and that will be a constant, inshallah, state of protection. Now within that, there's a verse which is Ayatul Kursi, which is the throne verse, the Kursi verse, the throne verse. So for example, <clears throat> there's a Sahih Hadith related uh, by Imam Muslim that the Prophet ﷺ, Ubay ibn Ka'b, radiyallahu an, he the Prophet ﷺ was with him and the Prophet ﷺ asked him. Now Ubay ibn Ka'b was a scholar of the Qur'an. Just like Abdullah ibn Abbas who was, Ubay was a good reciter of the Qur'an as well. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, Which is the mightiest verse in the Qur'an. All the verses are mighty. They're all the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're going to be mighty. But which is the mightiest verse in terms of what it speaks about? See, every verse in the Qur'an is the same in terms of being the kalam of Allah and the speech of Allah. But in terms of its content, Ayatul Kursi is subhanallah. You know, it's uh, very, very mighty. But Ubay ibn Ka'b radiallahu anh said, I, Allah knows best and his messenger knows best. So the Prophet kept asking him this question, which is it, which is it, which is it? So finally he said, Ayatul Kursi, the throne verse. So then the Prophet praised him. He said, may your knowledge be blessed for you. By the one in whose hand is my soul. Ayatul Kursi has a tongue and two lips by which it glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by the foot of the arsh. Essentially, you can consider these smart objects. And today you have smart objects that think and do things and speak and so on. So the Prophet said that this Ayatul Kursi will do this for you. It glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hadith related by Imam Muslim. Thereafter that, there's a famous hadith many of you may have heard that shows you what is the benefit of this particular verse. It's one verse. It's a very long verse. Allahu la ilaha illa huwa al-hayyul qayyum la ta'khuduhu sinatun wa la nawm lahu ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard مَنْ ذَا الَّذِي يَشْفَعُ عِنْدَهُ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِهِ يَعْلَمُ مَا بَيْنَ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمَا خَلْفَهُمْ وَلَا يُحِيطُونَ بِشَيْءٍ مِّنْ عِلْمِهِ إِلَّا بِمَا شَاءُ وَسِعَ كُرْسِيُّهُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ 
ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم what makes this the mightiest verse what gives it this supreme content what is it what's going on in this verse well let's first uh, have this hadith from imam bukhari abu huraira radiyallahu anhu reports this hadith where he says that the prophet sallallahu gave me a job which was that in Ramadan, the zakat that would be collected, I had to look after it. Remember, he lived at the back of the masjid, so there was probably a room or something there that uh, this zakat uh, collection was made, right? And uh, he said, you have to look after it. So one day at night, I suddenly see a person there, and he's grabbing some of the food product. Because those days, you gave zakat in the form of wheat and barley and, you know, those kind of things, dates and other things like that. It wasn't all cash, right? Like nowadays, it's exclusively cash. So uh, he started taking uh, some food from there, some of the grain and other things from there. So I said, I'm going to report you to the Prophet ﷺ, who is this? So the person pleaded, he said, uh, let me go. Let me go, I'm in big need. And I have lots of family, I have lots of children, and uh, we are in dire straits. And I need some of this food, right? I need to take some of this food. So I let him go, I felt a bit sorry for him, I let him go. He's a needy person, this is zakat money, maybe he's in need. So in the morning, I went to the Prophet and the Prophet said, Abu Huraira, you know that prisoner of yours at night, what, what happened with him? I didn't say anything to him, he just knew. So then I explained to me, Ya Rasulullah, he complained of this uh, intense need. So then I felt a bit sorry for him, I had mercy on him and I let him go. So the Prophet said something really interesting, he said, he lied to you. He's a liar, but he's going to come back. So now Abu Huraira knows that everything the Prophet says is true. So he says, I knew that he was going to come back, so I'm waiting for him. And again, surely there again he sees him and he says, I'm going to report you this time to the Prophet And again he pleads, he says, leave me alone. I'm really, really in need. I've got lots and lots of family and I won't come back. Let me go this time, I won't come back. Again, I had mercy on him, Abu Huraira says, and I let him go. In the morning, again, the Prophet says, what happened with your prisoner? Your night prisoner, what happened with him? So Abu Huraira explained again that he had complained of all of this need and everything, so I let him go. So he says, yes, he's a liar, but he's going to come back again. So this is the third day, the third night rather. And again, he sees this man who's trying to take from some of this storage, this food. You're understanding, right? Yeah. And uh, again, I said, this time I'm going to... I'm going to report you to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. This is the last of the, you know, this is the third time that you're doing this, and you keep claiming that you're not going to come back, but you keep returning. What is going on? So he says, this time he had another card under his in his sleeve. He said, not a card. You know what I mean? He said, let me go and I'll teach you some words. I'll teach you a formula, a very very powerful formula which will benefit you, which will benefit you. I said, okay, fine. What is it? Now, Allah alone is a student. Right? He's a student and they're always avidly seeking for something new. So he says, okay, okay, what is this? What is this that you're going to teach me? So he says, okay, well, at night time when you go to sleep and you go to your bed, recite Ayatul Kursi. Recite Ayatul Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum. And from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will remain a special protection for you. Allah will create for you and appoint for you a special protection for you and no shaitan will be able to come to you until the morning. So no shaitan will be able to come to you 
Until morning, Abu Hurairah found this very valuable, so he let him go. Right? You always get somebody by what they're interested in. And this is exactly what's happening here. So he says again in the morning, the Prophet ﷺ said to me, what happened with your prisoner? I said, Ya Rasulullah, he claimed that he was going to teach me that he, he's, he's got some really valuable words, this formula, which is going to benefit me. So he taught me them, so I let him go. So what are they? What did he teach you? The Prophet ﷺ asked. He said, he said, you know, when you go to your bed to sleep, then recite Ayatul Kursi. Allahu la ilaha illa hayyul qayyum and uh, Allah is going to appoint a protector for you and shaitan will not be able to come close to you until, until morning time and you know I love to study right well, uh, they love to study you know, this, these were the students so the Prophet ﷺ said look he did tell you the truth this time he's told you the truth but he's a liar he's a big liar Gadub, he's a big liar do you know who you've been speaking to all this time? Do you know who this prisoner was? Do you know who that man was? For three nights, Abu Hurairah, he says, that was the shaitan. That was the shaitan who came. Now, this is really interesting that uh, shaitan gets away with it by teaching this idea that if you want to be protected from me, then that's what you do. I've got a friend who studied a lot. lot. He's, he's looked quite read deeply into witchcraft and everything. And... I have not seen this myself. He's mentioned certain books. I've never been able to go and check them myself. But what he says uh, is that even these books written by non-Muslims, experts on witchcraft, people who've practiced it, know about it. So there's only one thing which can actually protect you from the devil, protect you from the jinn. And that is this formula that the Muslims have, the Ayatul Kursi. Again, I've not something that I've been able to verify directly myself. My friend who's done a lot of uh, research in this, that's what he's mentioned. But this is Ayatul Kursi. We know, I mean, from our hadith and so on. What is, the, what is the secret of this Ayatul Kursi? What's so special about it? To be honest, when you read it, it's awesome. Because it's talking about some of the mightiest characteristics of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That define who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Every characteristic defines Allah. Of Allah, the 99 names of Allah and other names, they define who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. But if you look in here, it's a collection of some of the mightiest names. Right? That are the fundamental characteristics, but that explain who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. So let's look at a few of them. Firstly, Allah. Allahu la ilaha. The Allah, the name Allah is amazing. It is the proper name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the most powerful name. Suffice it to say that it's such a name that even if people say it without any kind of concentration or uh, attention, there's a benefit to it. Just saying Allah, 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 there's a benefit to it. You know, however you take that name. So that is the most comprehensive name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is the most comprehensive name. Number two, Al-Hay. Al-Hay meaning the living one. And the living of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a living like none of us. It's a never-ending life. It's a constant life and a full life that never shows any weakness. Our life, we're sometimes weak, we're sometimes tired, we're sometimes sleeping. Or if we're not sleeping, we're slumbering. Right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's life is always full, complete, absolute, al-hayy. That's uh, very important for that. You know, without life, you, knowledge doesn't benefit. Somebody's got knowledge, a scholar who's passed away, life is gone, where's that knowledge gone? So life is one of the fundamental attributes in anyone. Then Allah says, Al-Hayyu Al-Qayyum. Qayyum, this is again another one of the mightiest attributes which refer to 
you'll, you'll see people are kind of always wondering how to translate this, but the one translation of it, Al-Qayyum, is the self-subsisting. Another one is, uh, the, the, the better translation that I like to do is the one who is, takes care of everything and who everyone needs for their survival. So every object in the world, human beings, any other creation of Allah, they can't survive on their own because they have no intrinsic life of their own. They need life to come from someone and that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the sole provider of everyone in that sense. So he is the one who takes care of everyone. He doesn't need anyone. Everybody needs him. So he's self-subsisting and the one who is independent of everyone else and who provides for everyone, everybody is dependent on him. So the one who is independent but everybody else is dependent on him. That's Qayyum. It's a very powerful name. So we say, Allahu la ilaha illahu al-hayyul qayyum. I'm not doing a tafsir of this. I'm just giving you the main aspects. Then, at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, wal-aliyyul azim, Ali, the, the highest. Now, high here doesn't mean physically above someone else. Oh, he's higher up. Because sometimes you could put somebody higher up and they'll be lower. They are subordinate to you. Highness here refers to being over everything, overwhelming everything, having the might, vanquishing and dominating everything. So he is the one who dominates everything. Everything is under him. And everything is under his control. So he's Al-Ali and he's Al-Azim, the majestic one. The Azim, the mighty, the majestic. Azam, Azama. That word in itself, Al-Azama, which essentially refers to a might, a grandeur, a superiority, right? a supremeness. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the supreme being. He possesses all the attributes of, uh, of might as well. So now we understand why this is the, one of the mightiest verses in terms of its content of what it, what it includes, the asma and the sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like the oneness, the divine being, the knowledge of Allah. It speaks about the knowledge of Allah. That I forgot to mention that. It also has the mention of the ilm of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, the dominion of Allah, the power of Allah. These are some of the mightiest names. This is all what this has. Now, I'm going to mention to you one last uh, hadith. What are we going to do with this verse? So one is you can read it as part of Surah Al-Baqarah. But the other one is this. After every salat. Right? There's a hadith that Imam Ahmed has related from Asma binti Yazid ibn Sakan. Who says that I heard the Prophet ﷺ saying that there's two verses in the Quran. Allahu la ilaha illa wal hayyul qayyum. And the other one is the beginning of Surah Ali Imran. Alif la mim Allahu la ilaha illa wal hayyul qayyum. Allahu la. That's just Allahu la ilaha illa wal hayyul qayyum. Nazzal alayka al kitab al haqqi. This ayatul kursi. In both of them is the ismullah al a'zam. In them is the great. Somewhere in there is the great name of Allah. The mighty name of Allah. What is the mighty name of Allah? The mighty name of Allah is that it's such a name of Allah. And scholars are differed. Uh, about which one that is most I would say is Allah but is Al-Hayyul Qayyum is another opinion that's in there as well right? so he says that it contains Ismullah Al-A'zam and that is such a name that if you call Allah by it your du'as will be accepted right? we'll have to have a whole session on trying to understand uh, what exactly uh, the Ismullah Al-A'zam is and so on at another time but the final thing is that if we, we should make, there's a hadith which says that if you recite it after every salat, 
then you get paradise. There are two things that talk about receiving paradise and protection from the hellfire. So protect, uh, uh, paradise. One is ayatul kursi and the other one is ten times suratul ikhlas after every prayer. And to be honest, it takes about a minute and a half or even a minute. Ayatul kursi and suratul ikhlas qul huwallahu ahad Allahu samad lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. That's like three seconds. Ten times that. Just make a habit after every prayer to do that. And inshallah, that will give us, inshallah, uh, paradise as well. And that is uh, Ayatul Kursi. Ayatul Kursi is something, alhamdulillah, there's been a tradition for children to learn. Right? And that's some of the first verse, that, uh, verse of the verses that we teach our children. And we should continue to do that. But we should continue to read it. If we're reading this every day, then we're declaring the greatness of Allah. The greatness of Allah will enter our heart as well. And that will be, inshallah, the benefit of it as well. Uh, the point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level, so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam, and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind. You can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.